Excuse me. Good morning, everybody. How is everybody doing on this beautiful Friday morning? This is Jeff Jones, College Time Training with the What Would Jeff Do Show. Hope everybody's doing fantastic. Let me just adjust some. Something right here right now. Uh, there we go. Um, I was thinking yesterday as as I was working Coco, our boarding train dog, uh, who was here with us for a couple of weeks and who was in the e-cower class with us, which is still, let me just pull this tab up because there's something that folks should be highly, highly aware of. Um, if you go to academy.solidcanintraining.com, I'll pull it up for everybody to look at right now. Um, you can see that we still have this um, sale going on. Um, at a minimum, so we did a live e-cower workshop last week and then this week. And it was the last week was start to finish how we do baseline e-cower training on all the dogs. And if you're not familiar with how we train, it's actually wonderful. It's, it's, it looks very similar to positive reinforcement training because it actually is. Even though the e-cower is being used, people have a big misconception about e-cower usage that it's only used for no. But we stress so much all last week that we actually don't say no for a long time when it comes to um, teaching obedience and teaching a different language to a dog, which is any teaching whatsoever, you're teaching a different language to a dog. Um, it's important to understand that you do take it slow before you go into any firm correction for noncompliance. So one of the things that we teach is the heel command, which is our heel is not a competition heel. We're family pet dog trainers. If you're not familiar with what we do, um, my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. Um, I've been doing this for 20 years, podcasting and radio shows for 13. I do a six-day-a-week podcast. Um, we do a Q&A podcast every Wednesday and Friday night. So tonight... If you've got a lot of general questions about dog training, I'll be on with Joelle. We'll do that show. But the eCower Live, we originally started out by just saying, let's just show everybody live, unedited, how we train dogs on the eCower. Because there's so many misconceptions, not just about us, but just about in general, how eCowers are used. Now, I don't know if everybody uses it like this, but this is our, our quote-unquote system, if you want to call it. But many people do it the same way. But it's slow and steady. Lots of guidance, lots of leash work, lots of food, lots of communication without, like, believe it or not, it's not a lot of words. There's a lot more efficient ways to train dogs than words, and that's pressure, actually. You're releasing pressure, adding pressure to the dog, and you do that with many different modalities, whether that's food, your body, um, a ball, um, a remote collar, the leash. There's lots of ways to um, remove pressure and to add pressure to a dog. Um, even folks that say that they're doing force free are not, they're actually using pressure as well. So that's, um, you're manipulating the dog's movements. So you're coercing the dog into doing things. So that's, I've ranted about that for the last 20 years. And then today we, and then this week for two days, we did the troubleshooting workshop, the troubleshooting workshop which was when the dog now is on correction level for being corrected for noncompliance of obedience. And you saw day one, day two, and then 
um, this week. If you look at our Instagram stories, and maybe today we'll put up um, some videos for folks to see. Like, I mean, Coco now heels <clears throat> heels off leash in the street in our neighborhood. Goes to parks. Um, so has an incredible recall. Um, a lot of clear, concise communication we have now with Coco, who just is turning a year in um, on the 25th, I believe her owner said. But as far as um, off-leash, your dog can absolutely become off-leash trained within a month. Reliable. And I'm not talking about inside. So everyone has a bar that's set a little bit differently. When people say they have a trained dog, what does that mean? So to me, a trained dog means your dog is under voice control and can be relied on um, off-leash. And you can expose your dog to tons of environmentals. Yesterday, Angelo got a new book at Books a Million. Um, and uh, Coco went with us, put Coco on a downstay while Angelo is shopping for books and we can walk away from her and she doesn't move. This is one of our clients' dog that we just started working with. Well, it's the end of the, so it's the last week here, but the point being with just an hour a day tops of actual obedience work, you can create an incredible dog. And then there's a lot of the lifestyle stuff. And I'm going to talk about a free um, live uh, uh, webinar that we're doing live unedited of a drop-off session and then the first thing we do that's coming up on the 26th of this month if you're not part of our email tree our email club just please join our email club i'm pointing to it right now it says subscribe at a minimum hit subscribe you don't have to buy anything but you'll find out about a lot of what we're doing um the reason why um it's important to join that and number one if you bought the e-caller course from us live if you have not opened up your email from yesterday, open it up. There's a very nice gift in there for you. Open it up. There's a very nice gift in there for you. All right. So, um, and many people did open it up and many people have used their gift. So I can't thank you all enough. Getting a dog to be off-leash trained. A lot of folks say their dogs listen to them off-leash until that's still not off-leash reliable now there's always the what-ifs there's always going to be the fluke uh i believe it was last year up in new england um, on 180 acres um uh, all the dogs were running around and then they ran into a coyote and tex chased the coyote and didn't respond meanwhile I fixed it the next day, but Tex routinely sees deer and I will actually test him. I'll actually let him go after the deer and then I will call him and he turns right back around. So I will actually let him go into drive, chase down deer and um, recall him and he spins around and comes back to me. So I routinely test him on high drive obedience recall. Um, as well as other commands, but recall is the most important if you want to have a reliable dog. You can test that if you don't have deer, just test it with a ball. If your dog's ball crazy, throw the ball. Can you call your dog off of a ball? If you can't call your dog off of a ball, 
um, or that they love. They love the ball. Most driving dogs do. Um, you're going to have um, you're you're going to have uh, a dog that's um, you can't call off deer. So, but the best way to start getting this reliability, it's not necessarily about oh, my dog loves me, my dog trusts me, I do everything for my dog. Um, I have a great quote-unquote relationship, which can be interpreted a couple of ways. A lot of, a lot of times people interpret their, their relationship with their dog as the dog is meeting their emotional needs. Okay, that does not, your dog can still bite you, by the way. Like, you can think you've got the smartest, sweetest, dog in the world and you have a great relationship with your dog but then you know you'll give me a laundry list of all these things that are wrong my dog jumps all up all over everybody my dog barks way too much my dog resource guards um items um whenever i try to hug my partner or my kids my dog goes crazy and jumps all over us um a lot of people are giving their dogs like free passes and a lot of unwanted behaviors so that's not what i would call a good relationship there are parts of it that are good because they meet your emotional needs or you're not asking your dog to do much but to me I would like to be able to live personally an off-leash lifestyle with my dog. And there's a lot of conversation about that. Like, well, dogs should never be off-leash. And we should never let, you know, our children that are 16, at least in most states, drive. And I actually personally think that's too young anyway. I think we should wait till they're 18. But that's here nor there. Um, I think it's important that at some point, we have to, after raising our children, we've got to say, okay, we trust you now until proven wrong. Um, it's the same with dogs. And then you, when you find cracks with your dog's obedience, you work on those things. So the way to get your dog to listen to you is by start doing exactly what we do or any trainer does when a dog comes in to a boarding trainer, I shouldn't say any trainer. Because so a lot of trainers don't feel this way. They want to build a relationship with a dog before they actually um, work the dog. We do the opposite. We start working the dog immediately, and that through that work creates the working relationship. There's different types of relationships you can have with your dog. We're not there to be the dog's friend. That doesn't mean we're mean to the dog, but we're there to work the dog to work the dog. So by doing leadership skills, which will be showing, mark this out in your calendar, the 26th of this month, get on our email list because that's how you're going to find out about it. Um, it'll be a free live um, leadership uh, uh, and drop-off session. So we have a course called Green to Graduate, which will show you exactly how to get an off-leash trained dog. Um, green to graduate right here. And um, go to um, academy. 
not a solid canine training. And it's just the screenshot that I just put up. Um, you'll find Green to Graduate. Green to Graduate, if you follow it step by step, like you would any other course, you'll have a fully off-leash trained dog. You can do it in a month. In one month, you can do it. And if your dog's got unwanted behaviors, those can be stopped, whether it's through our free Q&A, through a consult with me. But whatever your dog is doing, we've seen. So we're never going to get presented with anything um, from your dog that we haven't seen before. And any skilled trainer will tell you the same. I think as a family pet dog trainer, our clients want at a minimum to stop all the unwanted behaviors and to have good, at least leash skills with their dog. No leash reactivity. Um, they want them to stop pulling. We're also doing a course on um, another live two-day course on actually the walk. It's going to be a live two-day course on the walk that will be announced. It's going to be probably March 2nd and 3rd or March 3rd and 4th. We don't know, but you'll you'll all hear about it. That's going to be the same format that we did the eCower Live. You can't expect your dog to be awfully trained. And a lot of people have their dogs. I mean, there are de definitely people out there, and I've seen them. Dogs just follow their owners around. They always come back to them, and they'll say they did minimal training. There's always dogs like that out there. Most dogs are not, though. The dogs we see are not. And that doesn't mean you have a bad relationship with your dog. You just have an untrained dog. I think, though, the majority of dogs out, out there are untrained. They're untrained. I mean, we went to the, when we went to Angelo's soccer practice yesterday, I don't know, we saw maybe half a dozen dogs and they're on leashes. They weren't lunging at us. I mean, to the average eye, they look like, oh, those are great dogs. But I can tell that they weren't trained, which doesn't mean the owners are bad or they're bad, but you can tell. You can tell a trained dog from an untrained dog. Um, you know, just because a dog, and then you, you've got behavior too. So just because a dog is well-behaved, that doesn't mean it's well-trained. Just because a dog is well-trained, that doesn't mean it's well-behaved. So to achieve off-leash obedience, you first want to start with on-leash obedience. You want to correct the dog for non-complying of the on-leash obedience once the dog knows the commands. Don't go to corrections. Don't apply a punisher until the dog knows. We're talking obedience here, not behavior mod. We're talking obedience. So your, your obedience commands, such as heel, sit, down, place, recall. Stay is built into all of our commands. We actually don't teach stay. It's built in. It's default. So down means down, stay. Place means stay on place, lying down. And all that's explained in, you know, tons of my podcasts that I've done and as well as videos, as well as posts, as well as um, our courses. So now you want to get a dog to be off leash. Okay, great. Start it in your house. Start small. We demonstrated it in our e-cower class. If you get the e-cower class, 
but I think it's only like $111. If you have the e class, um, and then the two-day addendum to it, which was the troubleshooting, it shows you everything you need for an e for an, uh, a off-leash dog. If you need to graduate, it shows you everything you need for an off-leash trained dog. So the answers are out there. So now what's left for you to do the work? I think there's a lot of people out there that are they're they're using you know the phrase oh well owners don't do, put the work in. Yep, that's true. But a lot of owners do put the work in. But a lot of owners are putting in the wrong work. A lot of owners are putting in the wrong work. I mean, you see that you can see that about employees. I mean, over two. 20 years in this business, 20 years of my past business, in 40 years I've had a you know, a couple hundred employees and, we're a, and we only employ six people at a time, seven people at a time. Sometimes people don't work out. We recognize it really quick. They go, you know, I think it's, it's challenging for any company with employees. So you can say employees are terrible. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're great. Employees help you bring your 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 dreams to fruition. So the people that are out there that are doing the work but not getting the results, it's possible that you're just doing the wrong work. It's possible that the philosophy is wrong. I did a counsel with somebody yesterday that's struggling with separation anxiety. And the way they were fixing it was proper as far as the methodology, but believe it or not, separation anxiety in a crate, a remote collar, shock collar, call what you want, e-collar, shock collar, remote collar. I interchange the words because they're, they are the same word. Um, it's just all on how they're perceived by um, by people. Um, they just weren't using it at high enough levels that the dog would feel when it's in panic mode. So, but the way they were going about doing it was correct. So they've got homework now. So there's plenty of people out there that are putting the work in. So if you're putting a lot of work in with your dog daily, but you're not seeing results, it could be a couple of things. You might have a dog that actually just doesn't learn well. We see a lot of genetically compromised dogs. It's like Groundhog Day. Like, like we're following the structure, we're following the routine, we're doing our troubleshooting. The dog still doesn't like every day. It's like teaching the dog down all over again. They're just not retaining it. I think that once someone knows the proper information, and that's why we do our show, to share proper information, and we get thousands of people that have said the Green to Graduate course literally gave them a trained dog. Even trainers are like, wow, I learned a lot from that. Even people that have been training, uh, owners that have been training for a long time, like, wow, that'll be more effective. It's not the only way, but it's just our way that works for us. But the, the, the methodology, though, is very similar. And any, any professional dog trainer out there, the methodology is pretty similar, where we reward what we want, we correct what we don't want. That's how you get a dog to listen to you and not do bad behaviors. It's pretty simple concepts. But for some reason, there's a ton of pushback about that about that theory out there. People, you know, hiding behind science when they're actually only using sometimes only 25% of it. Um, 
So that's how you can get an off-leash trained dog. But you have to start with the basics. Remember that. Start with the basics and don't rush. That doesn't mean it takes a long time, but it means that people are skipping steps. So we look for a program. It doesn't have to be ours, but look for a program that has got everything spelled out. Everything spelled out. People absolutely struggle with the troubleshooting part. We constantly troubleshoot dogs. Every dog that we get in here, we train pretty similar. So there's a the concept that every dog has to be trained different. No, that's I don't believe that's true. Now, there are components that that have to be troubleshot, but reward what you want, correct what you don't want. Now, some dogs don't take rewards. Not interested in food, not interested in physical touch, not interested in toys. Okay, well then the, the, you as the owner or as a trainer needs to understand leash pressure, compulsion. And you get a lot of those dogs that just don't care. Then you get the dogs that food makes them go wacky. So now you've got a highly aroused dog when you're trying to create calmness in the house. We don't want a flashy dog in our home. We want a relaxed dog in our home. So flashiness is great for competition, for sport, for agility, for play, for going to the beach, for running through the woods. I mean, that, all that high energy stuff is great for that. Playing in the backyard, all that stuff's fantastic. But in the home where a lot of dogs spend a lot of time, you need to teach your dog how to behave. That's where your stopping of unwanted behaviors comes in, which is separate than off-leash. Like you can have an off-leash trained dog that still has unwanted behaviors. So you have an off-leash trained dog that still bites. Is it ethical to even have the dog off-leash? I think a lot of folks, though, whenever we talk about off-leash dogs, they are very adamant about saying how irresponsible it is. All I can say is that at some point in your life, your dog may be off-leash, not by your own choosing. And wouldn't it be great that your dog can listen to you? But also, one of the greatest pleasures of owning a dog, when we first got down here to, to Florida, we were at the beach playing Chuck It with, at the time we had three dogs. Three dogs at the time? Maybe there was four. No, there was three. And they were playing Chuck It in the ocean. You throw the ball, they go in the ocean. Um, and um, Becky, I cannot believe people give you money or follow you for any kind of advice. Oh, that's Thanks for joining the show, Becky. Becky, which part of my advice is incorrect? What's your actual problem with me? I've been doing this for 20 years. I've trained over 10,000 dogs. I traveled the world. I can train a dog extremely well to off-leash capability. I can rehab just about any dog out there. These aren't ego statements. But Becky, and I don't care what you do, just tell me what, what advice that I give is wrong. Just let me know, Becky, in the comments. What's What's wrong? All right. Just let me just let me know. Don't don't quote other dog trainers. 
Don't quote any science studies. All right? Don't quote any science studies. Don't quote any dog trainers. Don't compare me to anybody. Tell me about me. Stick to the topic at hand. So tell me, I'll make it easy for you. I can stop a dog from jumping in three seconds. Tell me about what that is wrong. And a lot of people say, oh, don't pay attention to Becky. But it's like, no, this is, why not though? You came on my show. I'm being very polite to you. You're rude to me. I'm more than happy to have a discussion with you. I'll actually even put you live on the air. We can talk. But tell me what I'm doing is wrong. I've been doing this for a long time. I've trained 10,000 dogs. I've saved even more dogs' lives than you will ever, ever work with. Than you'll ever work with. So let me know. Let me know. But you're more, you're more than welcome to, to, to keep throwing hate at me. I'm going to get, get you off my page because this is my house and you're rude. All right? And you can't be rude in my house. I wouldn't come into your house and be rude. So I would act like, you know, a gentleman. So tell me what I'm doing wrong. In your own thoughts, if you have your own thoughts, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Let's get to some more comments. If there's any other hate up there, well, I'll address those. I'll address, I'll address any comment, you know, but people actually pay me a lot of money. Not just me, but my company. We have multiple trainers. Um, Daniel says, hi, how are you today? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Um, oh, Becky, by the way, there's an angry emoji that you can put up if you really want to um, upset me, if you want to make me cry. There's an angry emoji. Like there's the thumbs up, there's the heart, there's the tears, there's the care, there's the laughing one. Um, you can actually put the laughing one making fun of me. And then you can also put the hate one because you hate me or you're angry at me. You can put those up too just to make your comment more effective, to really, really you know, to really insult me. I'm also Jewish. If you know of any good Jewish um, uh, insults, feel free. You can feel free to do that. All right. Um, Daniel says, how are you today? Good morning. Good morning. I'm doing fantastic. How's New Zealand going? Um, I'll do a show from New Zealand. Yeah, by God, yeah, I can't wait to. I've been to Australia. I can't wait to get, I can't wait to get back to Australia. They got to change their their vaccination rules, but I'll, I'll get there. Good morning. Will your shadow program be posted? Um, Deb, the shadow program will be posted not for a couple more weeks, and then we'll let you, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. Brittany says, happy Friday, Jeff. Uh, working um, NCS with my dog. My husband comes in the room, and my dog gets all excited. Yep, it's common and confused all of a sudden. I know I want my dog to win. Yes, you do, but you also want to set your dog up to fit for failure so you can teach it that it's wrong. Should I go back to CS with distractions? No, that's what NCS is for. That's what that's what NCS is for. You probably have to increase your levels of NCS. Also, if you're already on the remote, that means the dog went through leash training. You can correct the dog on the leash. No, leash pop, get the arousal down, and then tell your dog what to do. That's, that's probably the steps that I would take. No, leash pop. And then go back to your remote. 
Um, I'll just keep reminding my dog the command I expect. I would dial up. I find myself saying the word a few times, and I know I shouldn't overuse any words, so pressure the command, maybe me calling the dog towards me and the command again, that you've got that option as well. So if your dog breaks command, runs to your to your husband, your husband should ignore the dog. You say no, walk over, leash pop, and then and then start all over. But you should definitely apply a correction with the remote, I'm sorry, with the leash, and then go back to NCS with the remote. We do it all the time. It happens all the time. Apex says, um, uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning. How are you, Brittany? Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Brittany, thank you for the wonderful gift in my email from the eCower class. I'll be using it in the next few um, Brittany, you're welcome. Thank you for attending. I think it's only good for five days. Keep that in mind. I'm pretty sure that that is only good for five days. All right. Um, this, that, Prepper. Oh, hey, Prepper. Hey, this, that, Prepper. How are you? Good morning. Murph says, good morning, good morning. Um, and Wendy says, I'm going to use my gift later today. Good. Thank you so much. I've been wanting Green to graduate. This just sealed the deal. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. For the for all the folks that took a chance on getting our eCower live class, um, I really, really appreciate it. Becky says, I cannot believe uh, uh, people give you money or follow you for any kind of advice. With one, two, three, three exclamation marks. Again, Becky, tell me what tell me what you don't like. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. In your own words with your own critical thinking. Has anybody ever asked you that? Has anybody, have you ever insulted anybody and then somebody actually asked you what your concerns and your hatred towards me are and why you think nobody should listen to me? Or you go to, are you, or do you go to that page of just everybody and do that and then run? Do you just run and hide? Are you still on the, are you still on or did you just run and hide? And now you feel really good about yourself. So it's 8.32 a.m. in the morning and I'm trying to help as many people as possible as I do every single day of the week. And you go on to someone's page and you insult them. What it means, Becky, is that you are struggling with unresolved self-worth issues and inner hatred against someone else in your life and you haven't figured that out yet. So you got a father, a mother, whether they're alive or not, siblings, teachers, bosses, past relationships, or your own inner dialogue that you have not figured out how to resolve or work through yet. Because when you mentioned any advice, so that's non-dog training advice. So that's also advice. All right. So that's 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 the demographic. That's the per, the way what goes on in, in in troll and haters' heads. That's psych one on one stuff. Not the new woke psych stuff, but like classic psych stuff. So you don't know anything about me, Becky. So you're better off just probably staying silent, so you don't look a little bit more ridiculous. Um, Apex, can you just take it easy, Becky? It's 7 a.m. You're an hour behind me, Apex. Yeah. Um, Nick says, could not agree with you more. Um, Nick says, this guy knows his stuff. Why do people hate? I mean, just the reason why I'm, um, the reason why people hate is because of what I just said. That's why people hate. 
And it's interesting because there's a lot of trainers out there who are doing the same stuff we are. They deliver it in a different way or they don't even talk about it. But I can assure you, like when people say, you should listen to this person, like they'll name other people out there in the industry. And I'm like, if people only knew the truth, if they only knew the truth about what goes on behind the scenes, I know the truth. See, the thing about me is I'm transparent and I share it all. I have no problem sharing the truth. I also work with really difficult dogs. So when you get people, trolls like Becky on, it's like, it doesn't bother me. And it, a lot of people say, well, why talk about it? I'm like, I talk about it because it's an important conversation to have about how brainwashed um, our society has become. And it's the same reason why all these people took the vaccination and wish they didn't. It's the same reason why Dr. Malone is now allowed on the air, but wasn't, but he has not changed his story. It's the same reason why now people are understanding the big scam that Pfizer and Moderna and other companies pulled on everybody. I think most people are aware of it now. If you're not, do some independent research. So I often look for information that does not align with my thought process to expand my thought process. And then I use critical thinking and I make a decision based on that. And there's a lot of folks that don't do that. They just copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. And they don't do that. They just believe everything they see and hear on social media. And most things on social media are designed for just clicks because you can monetize those. Nick says, what, what people hate the most, man, is that you're successful. That That's part of it. I think they don't like me being outspoken. I think there's a lot of people that don't like the way I deliver my information. And I often say, don't listen to the way I deliver it, just listen to the information. But it doesn't bother me. I mean, if, you, if when you're when you're outright blatantly rude and you call me names, I just I just I just ban you. People are always surprised by that too. Oh my gosh, I made a comment on Jeff's page and he banned me. I'm like, you actually you came into my home and insulted me. Of course I banned you. Of course I kicked you out of my house and I'll never invite you back again. Wouldn't you do the same? It's funny because the people that say that, and if I do the same on your page you would ban me, correct? Of course you would. But see, I wouldn't do that. I've never gone onto any page ever and been anything but nice. Even pages that insult me and tag me when I go on their page, I don't, I don't have a rebuttal for them at all. They're entitled to it. But Becky, if you come onto my page, you know what you're also entitled to? Explaining yourself. Has anybody ever asked you that? Has anybody actually asked you to explain yourself? 
Probably not. So he says, oh my God, where's where's the Becky comment? How rude. I don't see it on Facebook. That's how I'm watching. It's She came onto YouTube. 8.17 a.m. on YouTube. So, no big deal. That's nothing. I've gotten hundreds of thousands of comments like that and worse. Okay? People threaten my lives, my children's lives. So, it's all part of the game. It's all part of the podcast game. It's all part of the, whenever you're doing great things and you're sharing them publicly, there's going to be a huge amount of the population that don't want that information out. And it could be whether they're competitors, it could be because they just don't like you, because they heard something about you and then they want to put their two cents in. I mean, think about, what was that gentleman's name? Was it Nick something? He ended up suing everybody and winning. Big lawsuit over CNN. It was with an American Indian. Sorry if that's not the woke, correct woke name. I apologize. Not really. Um, but, um, and he was harassing them because he had a MAGA hat on. And that was the story. And he was every news media outlet drag him through the mud. When the true story was revealed, because the lens was like this. So for instance, I'm in my bedroom. My dog is next to me, but you wouldn't know that when you might, because if you listen to my podcast, the lens is like this. So when a camera lens is like this, you don't see what happens. And you didn't see what happened prior to that camera shot. It was actually the opposite. He was being harassed. He was being harassed. He wasn't doing the harassing. And he was smiling. What's wrong with smiling? You can smile. I don't think there's any laws about smiling. There's laws about bullying, though. But you can smile. And he ended up suing and winning huge amounts of money. All because of the media. Um, Kim says, um, I have that food makes him wacky, but I have been able to work him through that with how and when I give it. Yep, selectively, yeah. This issue... um, he was always expecting it. I had to switch it up. If not for you, Jeff, I would have never been able to figure out how to troubleshoot this. No problems, just solutions. Thank you. Yeah, you just have to learn how to work the problem. There's historically always a solution to every problem. Philip says, hi, Becky. That's a very broad statement and feels more like a heater smear comment rather than constructive informative information. Philip, you're being too rational, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you're, but you're being too... Um, you're being too you're being too rational. It's no big deal. It's really no big deal. I, I expect tons of I've been getting hate. I've been doing this for 20 years and outspoken for 20 years. I've been getting hate for 20 years. Why? Could be my personality. Could be that I'm speaking the truth. 
could be because when I first started doing social media, I literally showed everybody step by step. And I can't tell you how many dog trainers would contact me saying, stop showing people how to train dogs. Like, really? Like it's some big secret? Why would I not share my information freely so as many people as possible, whether they had money or not, whether they were close to a trainer or not, could train their own dogs? Why wouldn't we share? You know, why wouldn't we share that? Angry emoji, LOL. Since it's 51 years in training myself, Jeff's spot on, it works. Dogs have more freedom, owners too, yeah. Sid, you're right. I mean, Sid, I mean, for anybody, I mean, Sid's got a small little hobby farm or, or a farm and, and it's like having off-leash dogs like run by your ATV or by your tractor or riding on your horse. I mean, there's so much, so much freedom. Brett Kim looks like Becky doesn't have the courage in her facts to back up her statement. Probably not. I mean, it's more of a courage thing. It's also an immaturity thing. It's a maturity thing. So there's there's intellectual maturity, emotional maturity, um, and most likely not. Like it doesn't take much to go onto somebody's page and to write hateful thing. It's actually easier to do than writing something thoughtful. It's, it's, it's easier to do. It doesn't take as much brain power to write hateful things than it does to make thoughtful things. But this is how her ego is um, fed. Her ego has been fed. This was her breakfast. You know, and, and again, I've, I've heard it all. Trust me, I have heard it all and worse around the world around the world when the bbc does a hit piece on you when you're in a hundred different newspapers when you're called an animal abuser around the world um when people pick at your company when there's petitions out there with millions of signatures to shut you down all based on people that just don't know they just don't know And these are the same people that are like, he's banned in all these countries. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm not banned in any country. Well, because of my vaccine status, yeah. But not because of my work with dogs. That's all false. That's all false. There's a lot of us that can't go into certain countries. Um, Kim says, good morning, good morning to you. Um, Darlene says seven days. You have seven days from when that email was sent out. Um, what's your advice for me for a dog afraid of people? Ooh, chipmunk. That's a Wednesday, Friday night question. Um, time is 8.45. Um, get your dog to be around as many people as possible without interacting. So get your dog to be exposed to lots of people without interacting. So yesterday when we took um, Coco to Angelo's soccer practice, to Angelo's soccer practice, um, there was uh, 
lots of people, lots of kids, lots of chaos. Tuesday was the first time Coco was a nervous wreck. Yesterday, Coco did fantastic. So, but nobody interacted with Coco, but we had tons of people around Coco. Uh, 5.32 a.m. for me. If you don't have good advice and know what you're doing, I wouldn't be here. And yes, Becky, I bought classes. Yeah. Douglas Walker, darn the inner circle is the same time I teach my dog classes. Yeah, Doug. Sorry about that. We do it at night because during the day, since it's an hour and a half, it worked out better for people at night. I think the date might be being moved out a week or two, though, the start date. But if it's if you do classes on every same Monday night at 7, well, obviously that doesn't help you. Obviously it doesn't help you. That's not something that's recorded and you, you can watch it again. That's something that's a live, live participation. But we also do, um, we've got a mastermind, which is a week in June, which is a week-long five-day seminar down here in Florida. I also do online consults too. Brittany says spot on. Um, big bad Brad, I'll say what Beck will not. You stimu you stimulate dogs on high for 10 seconds as punishment. That is incredibly painful. Oh, people hate that you hurt dogs. Oh, okay, great. So um, number one, I don't hurt dogs. Let's clarify that. Um also um when do I, so big bad Brad, when do I punish dogs for 10 seconds on high? When? What, at what point? Because I do. So when do I do that? For what offenses do I do that? For what offenses do I do that? Do I do that in obedience? Do I do it in behavior mod? Also, big bad Brad, can you tell me how to rehabilitate aggression step by step and do you have video proof it's really funny because in last week's e-collar which is the shock collar people were actually surprised at how gentle of a trainer i am and they saw it live so big big bad big bad brad so for that's interesting that that's your screen name that that reveals a lot about you by the way big bad brad that you've revealed yourself just with your screen name. You could have picked a lot of screen names, but you picked Big Bad Brad. So when do I shock dogs for 10 seconds at 100? And which is painful, but not believe it or not, not to all dogs. Some dogs can care less about it, just to let you know. We work with dogs that can care less about the highest levels on an e-collar. But when do I do it for what? And is that all I do? Like, that's all I do, right? That's all I do. So we highly correct dogs for usually five or six different things that are all life or death. They're all life or death things. So, so as far as people that hate that I hurt dogs, Never, I've never hurt a dog in my life. Never have I hurt a dog in my life. So where's your evidence? Do you have evidence or do you have hearsay? 
feel free to comment. We're the show stopping in 10 minutes, so you've got some time. So feel free to comment. Feel free to, you know, reply. Okay. Constance says, good morning, Jeff. I'm madly in love with um, in love with you. I watched one of your case studies yesterday. I'm going to use your videos as a guide for her Menard, your Menards outing. Oh, that's good. That'll be fun. It's going to be fun taking one of my dogs public for the first time, training Eagles Freedom. Awesome. Proud of you. You should have a great time. It's a fantastic time. Um, Von Fraunhofer, German Shepherds. Um, what did I wear last night? Pants, pant pockets. Thank you so much. Um, love the straight talk. Clear messages are the best. Thank you. These people have obviously never seen a mother dog discipline or children. Pitbull, I don't even talk about that. I don't even use that. I don't even use that comparison because, um, but the best way to learn about dog training is through mother nature. But the thing is, oh, um, or check my green jacket. Um, or, um, because, because we're asking dogs to do obedience commands. We're asking dogs to do a lot of things, but I, I usually don't use that as a comparison though. Chris Craig, um, started working on slowing Yannick coming off place and out of her kennel. Good. Got her to walk over and sit by my side. The cow worked great. I think I caused some confusion. If you don't take your dogs through the steps, um, and my green jacket's in the closet right there. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. I'll be off the air in a couple minutes. Joe's looking for the keys to the truck so she can take the dog's preferred truck hit. Um, the recar works great. I think I caused some confusion. He might have. I mean, it's not, it's not unusual. Big bad bad. These people in the comments are only supporting you because they have zero knowledge in dog training. Well, big bad Brad. If you've got knowledge in dog training, which is wonderful, and actually people that are in here that do support me, there's a lot of talented dog trainers and dog owners in this. I've been doing this for 20 years. So um, tell me again, answer the question again. Let's stick to your accusation. Okay, let's stick to the accusation. When do I shock dogs at the highest level for 10 seconds in what situations specifically because i can give you specifically when i do i can specifically tell you when i do it so you tell me when i do it all right give me an example of when i do it okay and then give me an example of when i don't do it you can go ahead and block that no i'm not going to block it why would i block it to, to tell me. I'm, I'm asking you to tell me. I'm waiting for you to tell me. You've got seven minutes left. Um, you're a breath of fresh air. You are the real deal. Thank you. Chris Craig says, if I correct her for not, um, if I correct her for not laying down in the mid kennel, she comes over and sits by my side. I think it may be time to use the bunker, the bunker for non-compliance and the collar to slow her down. Yep. Big bad Brad. Never is it necessary to punish to that level. Okay. That's your opinion, but I want you to know that thousands of dog trainers do, and they don't talk about it. I want you to know that if there are dog trainers out there that are rehabilitating aggression that you respect, I assure you they're 
delivering humongous punishers to the dogs. If you are, if you, if there is a dog trainer out there that specializes in dog aggression, in in-house dog aggression, I can assure you some very serious, high-level, highly uncomfortable corrections, punishments with pain are being used in the rehabilitation process. All right, that's one of the first steps, I can assure you. But again, you haven't addressed, you have not addressed, when do I do it? I'm asking you just a simple question. Give me an example of when I do it, and then you can tell me step-by-step how you fix it. How do you fix it? And then do we have documented proof on video with 20 dogs? I'll make it easy, 20 dogs. All right? Hi, Jeff. Love the reality. Hope all is good with you. Yes, it is. Big Bad Brad again. Bottom line is there's nothing you, you accomplish with any dog that I have not accomplished the same, and it never requires that. Does that mean I've only trained easy dogs? No, I'm not saying that. But Big Bad Brad, again, when do I... See, you're, you're doing something called avoidance. It's like redirection. This is not a pissing contest. I did not come onto your page and in, insult you. Again, tell me specifically when I do that. When do I do that? Do you actually know the four to six times that I would do that? Is it in obedience? Is it in behavior modification? And then when do I do it? Explain to me. And then also you'd have to define the word hurt. Okay. Chick. Big bad Brad, um, you don't know any um my situation, and it's obviously was that I had to do it once and the behavior stopped and saved two dogs' lives. Okay. Again, big bad Brad. That's typical statement made by people without the knowledge to know how to train properly. Which statement? So I know how to train properly. I know I know how to lure, I know how to capture. I know how to use positive reinforcement. I know how to use all the quadrants, which doesn't really matter, but I can fully off-leash train a dog. I can fully rehab a dog, but this is not a pissing contest. Again, tell me specifically, you came onto my page and you made accusations, so specifically tell me. You don't have to tell me how great you are. Just tell me when I do it. Give me an example of when I do it. Okay. And then Big Bad Brad, everyone wants to know where they can see your stuff. Well, you can click on his, just look look him up on YouTube. You can look up Big Bad Brad on YouTube and you should be able to see all his videos, right? You should see all his videos. Just All you have to do is you go to YouTube and search for him. You should stand that there. There's his body of work, right? You should have at least a hundred videos of you personally training dogs. How about my staff? How about my staff? Do they are they hurting dogs too, or just me? 
Is my staff also hurting dogs? Because my staff rehabs dogs too. Or is it just me that's hurting the dogs? This, that prepper, big bad Brad with a big mouth, you're wrong. Many of us are trainers. We come here to get ideas. If we see a dog display and wants to behavior and isn't responding to traditional methods. Yep, Pitbull Jeff is on a different level. He's the guy dog trainers go to when they become better dog trainers. Amanda, good morning. I recently started watching your podcast and love them. Should the e-cower only be put on during train time? No, or you'll have an e-cower, you'll, you'll have a cower um, a smart dog. Wake up in the morning, put the cower on, rotate it every three or four hours because you never want to miss a training opportunity. You never want to miss a training opportunity. So it's really, really important. It's really important. Um, last night when I took it off, he growled and jumped on me. I immediately placed him. So that's another good example where you used an obedience command to stop an unwanted behavior. Where was the punisher? So putting a dog on place is not, in my, I mean, I'd never use place or go in your crate as punishment. I'd use it as just an obedience command. So where was the no followed by a consequence? Douglas says, I think Brad is really named um, another name, which I don't actually don't talk about him. I don't, I don't mention other dog trainers. I don't mention other dog trainers. That's one thing you'll see. One thing you'll notice in my 20-year career, I think I've mentioned Caesar because I've talked about him opening up the dialogue that um, owners um, actually have a huge influence on their dogs. But other than that, I haven't mentioned other dog trainers. Um, well, I guess if Big Bad Brad is a dog trainer, I guess I've mentioned his name. But I've never said anything in a negative context. Trainers have told uh, you to stop making free content. Clearly, they care more about making money than the welfare of the animal and the ability to people to integrate their dogs into their society. I mean, that could be it. I mean, I, I need to make money, too. I mean, this is how I make a living. And this is a free podcast. Kim says, I wish um, I knew about the e-collar before my dog attacked a dog. 100 could have definitely helped stop that. Yep, sure would have. It might, it, it might, it might not, um, it, it might not have stopped. Some dogs don't care about 100. See, that's the thing is when you have a dog on in drive, some dogs don't care. And after you deliver a punishment for 10 seconds for certain behaviors, they still don't care. You know, dogs go through underground fencing on purpose just to get a ball. And that's huge amounts of discomfort. That's electricity. It's huge amounts of discomfort. But they'll, go, they'll do it voluntarily. Nobody tells them to. They'll do it voluntarily because they want to get the ball. The only time Jeff recommended to push the e-collar for 10 seconds is when all of their methods of stopping aggression hasn't worked. Um, I mean, there's other, there's other bad behaviors that I recommend it for. I'll give you an example, since nobody seems to, like the two people that came on the page that wanted to hate me, um, I'll do it for getting in the trash and getting on counters. Both life and death scenarios. If your dog ingests something, it could die. If it doesn't die, it might have to go in for surgery, costing you upwards towards $8,000. So absolutely, that's my go-to. So my go-to, so it's funny how I teach it down is usually with a food lure and leash pressure. All right? We use also clickers. But for jumping up on a counter, 
I don't teach the dog an alternative behavior. I make jumping up on the counter suck. So you have to put everything into context. So Brad, you need to put everything into context. And if you have a different way, that's great. That's awesome. But I won't go on your page and criticize you. I wish you luck. I wish you peace. All right? I really do. But if you think by going on our page or writing shit on your page about me is going to make a difference, I just want you to know it doesn't. And you need to look within on how you can make the biggest impact on the world. And the biggest impact on the world is not by hating on other people. It's by sharing as much information as you have. But if you just hate people that you disagree with under the guise of you care about dogs, I also care about dogs and I also care about their owners. So you're, you're a little bit misinformed, which is fine, which is fine. I'm glad you're here. 10 second high stem is only necessary if the dog um, needs it because they're larger or stronger and the lower stem didn't touch them. So it's not hurtful for that particular dog. Everything is situational. Melanie, not only that, there's context to it as well. There's context to it as well. I mean, we can go even farther by saying Jeff kills dogs. All right. We can make that statement. If a dog, if a dog was, I'll make it right now. When would I kill a dog? If a dog was attacking my child, I would have no problem killing that dog. I said it. Now, if you want to edit that, you know, if you want to edit out that statement and then attach it to what do you do when a dog doesn't do a downstay, as some people have, they'll take what do you do when a dog doesn't do a downstay, shock it for 10 seconds. Like people have made those videos about me. So, and then people and people get on and hate. But to say, I wonder what people say to trainers that helicopter dogs. That's when you swing a dog around off the ground. I know many trainers that do that. What do you say about a dog that you have to choke out to their unconscious? I know thousands of trainers that do that. Anybody that works with fighting dogs needs to know that skill. In fact, there was someone that used to do seminars that actually taught how to do that. I wonder what the person would say to that person. So I think that there's context that's important. And then you make the statement that you do everything that I do. Well, we don't know that because we have different lives with different dogs. With different situations. So that's impossible. You know, there's a great interview that I, that there's a great interview that I watched. And I forgot who it's with. I'll have to look him up and maybe I'll put it on the next show. Some will say, I parented my kids the same way. I don't understand why they came out different. Well, you didn't parent them the same way. Let's just stick to that one particular clause. I parented them the same way. No, you didn't. Because say your kids are two years apart. What was going on in your life two years in that two-year prior thing has changed. Something has changed. Something that day, it could be I parent my child, like 
I can parent my child Monday differently than I parent my child on Wednesday. So that's to even it goes that far because your your situation on Monday, your energy, what happened with your personal day is reflected on your parenting then style than it is on Wednesday. So imagine like you say you parented your kids. So I parented all my children differently. You know. I guess Brad doesn't have a dog that goes after horses with the intent to harm. Probably not. I mean, that's a good question. How do you stop a dog? How do you stop a dog from chasing and killing livestock? Step by step. How do you stop a dog from killing lives? Chasing, number one, and then attacking because they may not kill it. A dog probably won't kill a horse. Dog will probably end up dead. So then how do you save your dog's life from being killed by a horse? How do you do that? How do you stop a dog from going into a chicken coop and killing him, killing the chickens? An existing dog that already kills chickens. So how do you rehab a chicken killing dog? How do you do that? When people make these, these statements that you never have to do something, that's false. That's like saying you never have to kill somebody. So if I came home and somebody was in my house and they were harming somebody that lived in my house and you had a weapon, then they're probably going to end up dead. What would you do if somebody attacked you? Right? So I think when you put these never... There's no such thing as never. There's always when. There's always there's always when. So to make a statement saying you never should shock a dog on the highest level. First of all, we have dogs that could care less about the highest level. They literally just stand there. They could care less. They don't make a sound. They don't make a movement. They can care less. So that's just exposes people to the lack of knowledge on a shock collar. So that just exposes people to the lack of knowledge. So we deal with dogs that don't care about those levels at all. They can, they can literally care less about 100. They laugh at 100. Worked with a Jack Russell, worked with Chihuahuas that didn't care about 100. So, Dan says, sorry, I didn't mean to spam chat, but this e-coward bullshit drives me nuts. What is more cruel, a brief correction or getting the needle? People should think about that. Yeah, I mean, Dan, there's a lot of nonsense. There's a lot of um, nonsense that goes on out there. Like this whole current, um, I don't mention names, of course, but this whole current, like, science discussion that's going on right there online. I, I think I've mentioned it a couple of times just by how ridiculous it is because it is pretty stupid. It is really stupid. Especially considering that one of the people can't even train the highly, the easiest trained dog out there of their personal dogs to be reliable on anything. 
It's a pretty stupid discussion. And I, I find it, I mean, I already know that tools are going to be banned. That we know. That, that we know. And that's, all, and that's going to be banned because that people are not presenting things in a way. There's some people that are, but a lot of people are not presenting them in a way that affects change. But also, there's huge amounts of money involved. That's why so many, that's why the whole, <laughs> which came first, the jab or the disease? Which came first? Ask yourself that. Ask yourself. Okay. Was, did they create the jab to sell more? I'm sorry, did they create the disease to sell the jab? Ask yourself that question. Think about it. Things are not always how they appear. And this isn't um, conspiracy. There's some huge thought leaders out there that now can say that. That now can say that. Um, once I kept the button down for 12 seconds, my German Shepherd was running towards the road and was not responding to me. It saved his life. Oh, yeah. There's, ton, there's tons of reasons why you would use a high correction. There's, there's so many of them. But people take it out of context. And again, again, as proven, again, nobody answered the question. So the question that I presented, I think I, I, think I asked in a really kind, gentle way. I think I did. I don't think I took offense to it, and I think I answered in a kind, gentle way. The question was not answered. It was avoided. It was redirected. No examples were given, even though thousands of times I have given the example. So I presented it in a fair way, but I got no response from the people that don't like me when there's specific information out there about when I do the things that I do. So that's typical of how the whole hate happens. People are throwing things out there with nothing to back it up. And then they make it about them like he did. He can do whatever I do without doing these 10 second shocks. But again, this isn't a big cock contest. Again, be specific with clarity. If you're going to throw out something, you need to have the data, the information to back it up, or else it's just an angry person. And I'm more than happy, more than happy to have any of these haters that showed up today have a actual discussion. But instead, they hide behind the keyboard. It's typical. But see, this is why it doesn't matter. Because owners just want their dogs trained. 
owners want into your dog streams. Also, there's a humongous level of immaturity and unprofessionalism for someone to, to someone to come onto somebody's page and do what was just done. And Big Bad Bob, if that was his name, I don't recall. If you have done everything that I have done, what's your company name? Show me videos before and after, and I want to see the during. I've done over 300 seminars. People can see me work live on Behavior Mod. And then I did a live seminar last week on obedience. So everything's revealed. And I'll tell you exactly when I have to choke a dog out. I'll tell you exactly when I have to shock a dog at the highest level for 10 seconds. I'll be very, very specific about it because I am very, very specific about it. And I've got the proof, which is called evidence, which is an important part of the discussion. Okay. Time to get to work. Have a good day. Keep it on. Dance little sidestep. Deb says, I'm a trainer using all Jeff's methods with success for 30 years. I have been named dog trainer of the year in my city. Well, Deb, number one, congrats, kudos to you. Congratulations. You should probably stop listening to my show and getting all like messed up though. Connie says, good morning, good morning. Brittany says, Jeff, um, you see how the boys stick together. They all probably comment together on real like, let's go away. If you don't like Jeff, just move along. Brittany, it doesn't bother me, but that is how they work. This is This is nothing. Like a couple of people jumping on my show, it's no big deal. I, I, I've been dealing with this for 20 years. I, I just, I, I know how it works. I just know how it works. I just joined up to Green to Graduate. I'm so excited to start my new girl and my two others. Connie, congratulations. Follow everything step by step. You'll do fantastic. Just chill and says hello. Um, okay, thank you. Uh, Amanda says, okay, thank you. I did not follow with the consequence. Yeah, whenever your dog does something incorrect, such as jumping up all over you, you definitely want to have a no with some sort of um, consequence. Saley, um, uh, uh, I'm destroying your name here, Day Music. My dog must be a, a masochist because he gets giddy every time I pick up the e-collar. Yes. Um, just show says, Jeff, how do you respond to people who scream at you for advocating for your dog? Nobody screams at me. Jeff, let me read this again. Just chilling. Help me out here. Jeff, how do you respond to people who scream at you for advocating for your dog? They scream at me for advocating for my dog. Oh, do you mean like if you're out in public? So you're not talking about me personally? Do you mean, so if you're out in public and you're trying to advocate for your dog, like you don't want their dog to come over into your space and then they start screaming at you? Um, I usually... Um, try to de-escalate everything. All right, I try to de-escalate and be polite at first until we're past that point because there's a lot of entitlement out there. There's a lot of entitlement out there. So what I do is I will just shut up and walk away. Like, I'm not interested in, I'm not interested in this discussion. I'm just not interested in this because it, it's going nowhere. It's going nowhere. So the other day, a dog ran out of its yard 
at three of our dogs off leash. We were just walking on a public street. It ran out of its yard right at us. And Joel had to boot it. And I've talked about you, that's what you said. That's how you stop dogs from coming at you. And everybody's like, that's a great example. You know, I also have had, I also boot dogs that come at me when they're off leash. So is kicking a dog wrong? Well, I guess if you say, because it didn't do a downstay, yes, it's absolutely wrong. But an off leash dog coming at you, like, your dogs could harm that dog. And then now your dogs are considered vicious. And all they were doing was protecting themselves because it doesn't matter if that dog is friendly or not. So there's, again, context. So now the word on the street is Jeff kicks dogs, right? And that'll get repeated and shared and other haters will come on. And, but it's like, did you hear the context that it was in? So again, when does Jeff kick dogs? When does Jeff kill dogs? So I would boot a dog that came at, at me, my dogs. I would, you know, anybody actually, if I saw it happening on the street. And if a dog was attacking another human being, just walking down the street or with their dog, I would do whatever I had to do to stop it. I would dive in and do whatever I had to do to stop it. But meanwhile, I'm not the kind of guy that helps people train their dogs that are struggling. I'm not an ambulance chaser, but I will absolutely protect my fellow human. Absolutely. Or if the dog was attacking someone's dog, protect someone's dog in that situation. Absolutely. And I like to think that every decent human being would do it. But again, context context tina elite says hey jeff i missed uh last five so and almost all of this one well you gotta jump onto them they're they're the replay there's the replays mark says in general all dogs what about dogs who show kill bite to human in public when you counter pain tolerance is high yeah there's many i mean there's many dogs out there that don't care about e-cowers at all there's many dogs out there that don't care about e-cowers. They can care less. They can care less. Double cowers. Many trainers use double cowers. Many well-known, reputable trainers that people look up to wear two e-cowers. There are dogs that don't care about those when they're in high drive. Folks need to understand that. So until you've worked with those types of dogs and been in those situations, and everyone can say, well, yeah, I've worked with those dogs. I'm like, every dog is different in that capacity. And there is a huge, not huge, there is a, we see a good amount of the dogs that could care less about any of the discomfort that is applied to them to get them to stop and unwanted behavior. And the, but that's not the only way. That's a step one, by the way. Then everything after that is reward. But to stop it, to neutralize it, yes, you use discomfort. But then after that, you use reward. But first, you have to stop it. Because if you don't stop it, then the dog doesn't know that it's wrong. By the way, that's not just us. That's a lot of trainers.
Sure, says a farmer would use a gun. Absolutely. If you go after livestock, they just shoot the dog. You're allowed to. Yep. Like people know that, right? Maybe some people aren't aware of that. My neighbor just brought over a pan of lasagna. <laughs> also, do you retire? Do you retrieve a hunting dog from a mile away? How do you rattlesnake proof a dog? Right. Angela's doing great. It's so weird because we moved the podcast studio, so I don't see him every morning. Um, so he should be eating breakfast. Oh, no, he should be doing his homework already. Um, you use an e-coward to stop the dog from chasing horses and chicken and killing chickens. I can tell you all the stories about that. Many stories. Yep. All right, everybody. 